0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show I'm talking with Amy Winstanley. Stanley. Amy, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Oh, thanks very much for the invite. It's a pleasure. Amy, we're gonna
0: talk about your show Lost Hack, which is up right now through july fourteenth of twenty twenty three at Margot Samuel Gallery and um, you know, this is a beautiful show. You have up, a gorgeous show of paintings, and uh, that we're going to get into. But I, I feel like I should start with the title of the show. And there's a lot of interesting titles you have in here. But to begin with, the, the title "Lost Hap," which is so evocative and interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about that title?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of derived. I thought about it about two years ago actually and it just stuck in my head and I thought this is something I need to perhaps title a show for but it was it was from, I was reading um, Sarah Ahmed's uh, Living a Feminist Life and also the Promise of Happiness and she talks about the root um, the old English uh, root of the word happiness has hap in it which shares um, shares the root with perhaps and happenstance. And the old meaning of the word happiness has got a slightly less weighty term to it than what we attach to it nowadays. Um, and I just like this idea of the fact that hap is sort of lost, this kind of this slightly more breezy and kind of easy element of um, of being in the world of, of, of um Something of happiness uh, is kind of lost a bit uh, when we're kind of conditioned to think we have to uh, gain all these certain things in order to be happy, and uh, a lot of those things are in, uh, are pointing towards a very consumerist lifestyle which has got us into a huge mess in terms of the ecological crisis that we 're in, which is what i 'm always thinking of when i 'm uh, reading and thinking about my work um so that's where it kind of came from I also quite like things that are a little bit humorous that are a little bit sort of could suggest something else like a lost hat (laughs) and you're Mm. hearing it wrong and it makes you think twice so I I like to add a little bit you know a bit of lightness to um you know a heavy subject so that's where it came from I'm so glad yeah that's
0: so interesting to talk about um and, and and talking about Sarah Ahmed's uh, book, Living a Feminist Life, um, I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about this because this seems to be, you know, that's such an interesting issue, right? We um, often hear critiques of, of this kind of pursuit of happiness and, and what that actually means and the industries that are built around it and how elusive that is. You know what were what were you understanding or reading about the etymology of that word? What what did that once mean, which was uh, presumably healthier and, as you say, weightier than than it is now?
1: Uh, well, for me, I was kind of thinking of I, I have a I have a two year old boy, and so a lot of my time is spent. Uh, with him and watching how he relates to the world and he's uh he he kind of follows um follows his own path you know if we're like literally um um if we're in the park you'll he will he will not go in a straight line (laughs) and i quite like that sort of idea of things being uh that when when you're a kid you have this sort of freedom to sort of move where you want to and you're not kind of constrained from uh, having to do so much going from a to b and making sure you get stuff done on time and it's massively conditioned out of us as we grow up anyway i like that uh when i'm when i'm reading that book you know i'm as i say i'm kind of always got this um hat on of reading when i read critical theory i'm always thinking about Um, the ecological crisis and i like how um if you think about um sort of following a more sort of fluid and feminist kind of way of looking at the world it's just very different to this sort of rigid masculine way uh that we're kind of like um steered into doing in a sort of western capitalist way and i'm always thinking of ways in which we can sort of regain our kind of uh time and and connection to the world, uh, which gives us more of a kind of uh, view of uh, different timescales, different beings, you know, just things that are not just about us as humans trying to get a job and a house and a car and all that. Um, I mean, we all need to do that anyway. We're all kind of caught up in that cog. Um, But, you know, when you look at a two-year-old walking around and picking up things and looking at things in a different way. It just makes you think a little bit about how much time we spend just trying to go on this rigid line of of supposed happiness. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you're
0: talking about this. You know, I think this is the reason that I interview artists. You know, this this kind of... um, you know it's a question about the work it's about like the surface images and so many things but but talking about like how we live a life and and as um as a feminist as a mother you're also talking about you know raising a child which you know has so much to do with the social politics of the world the upheaval that education seems to be in for very young children here about gender issues and all kinds of things um, that that parents seem more confused by than the children. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's 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 almost um, if I can say this uh, an, an activist stance, isn't it? And I don't want to put these words in your mouth if it's not correct. But while you're you're, you're meditating on these things and they're and they're driving some of your work, um, or, or perhaps all of it, you're also fighting a battle yourself as a mother raising a child, a male child in a world that has very conflicting points of view about what we should even let children be exposed to or think. Um, and I am thinking specifically about gender and, 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 you know, and that's, to me, that's a profound issue about happiness, right? This idea of, of growing up for years thinking that, for example, you're a boy in a girl's body and, and that, you, that you can't express that or talk about that. And and it causes the opposite of happiness, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this is a long-winded way of saying: is is the work also, in in a way, would you see it all, or as your stance as as somewhat activist, as 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 as, a, as an agent of change?
1: Um, I I guess for me, I wouldn't feel like because it's such a personal. Kind of place that I'm coming from. It like although I'm reading and thinking and meditating on these larger issues that we have in the world, for me the actual painting comes from a, quite an intuitive place. Whilst I'm thinking about all of these stuff, I'm also picking up on things that I've just literally looked at, and also my mood. And there's a there's a lot of it that is down to uh, chance and how I'm feeling so it's just coming from me really that I feel that it would be hard to kind of say that it's some sort of activism um I guess I'd have to think about that I'm not sure if it is um I feel like I don't do I'm just kind of caught in the same consumerist web and I feel the same you know kind of uh my morality is being um pushed in different directions all the time uh as as i live my life and as i try and raise my 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 child so i feel like i don't have any answers i don't have any um i just have the feelings and these come up when i'm painting um and they also don't so there's a mixture of uh me trying to kind of let go of thought when i'm painting at the same time as as having thoughts so there's just a little bit I guess like when you're doing a crossword or something, you sort of want to be in this state of mind where you're kind of thinking, but you're also not um, in order to kind of generate some sort of um, answers, I guess, in your head. And I would be cautious to say it's some sort of activism just because I don't know if I'm very confident saying that <laughs>
0: about work. That's, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, That's that, you know, we all have our own kind of, like, reads, right? That's, that's what happens and why... Um, I like your answer to that question because, yeah, how I read things or, uh, you know, what you're saying about, about that book or having a child um, or recent conversations I've had myself today about, you know, uh, what, what makes a child happy always, always kind of filters into how we look at work, right? Um, our, mm-hmm. our, our own perceptions come in. So it's, it's good to talk to you about this. To, to jump into the paintings, there's one called Care Bond Chorus which um you know, really lovely painting um many of them have a kind of different sense of humor to them, um but this one is besides being a beautiful painting, also feels uh less abstract than the others, but again, that may be just my read and um and mm-hmm. and, and somehow different an approach I mean all of these have have different kind of approaches you know or, or imagery in the end um this this one st- stood out to me a little bit for some reason um care bond it seems to be specific
1: mm. yeah it well you're right in that it it has a a slight figurative element in it it was coming into my uh mark making when i was doing that painting as i was sort of thinking a bit about this idea of being a mother and, and the bond the care and the bond that you have um, with your child, uh, but also what it kind of the title sort of popped up into my head um, as I was painting it um, and I thought of course because there's a sort of because because there's, there's more to just me caring for the child is, um ideally you have a lot of help you have a lot of a chorus of people you know a kind of um, assemblage of of relations that help you on your way um and there's a bit of that in it it was also slightly like slightly melancholic because i I, sadly i don't have my parents anymore they died in the last seven years so and my mother didn't get to meet my son so there's a i'm kind of missing i'm also missing this sort of chorus, if you like this sort of um yeah, group of uh, people that would be normally around you or um, uh, to support you whilst you're being a mum. And uh, that came into it. But um, also, you know, I, I like to not be too obvious in any titles because obviously they are all abstract works and they there's a mixture of me doing conscious marks but also, as I say, following this intuitive approach but also the paint itself kind of guiding where I go um and also my mood and what I'm thinking and it's it's basically kind of a a big marriage of of sorts of, of everything going into it so that painting was a little bit more specific but um it just, the, the, the sort of, the kind of figurative element, it's not really a figure, but there's parts of it that kind of look like some sort of pregnant woman or something, and, and that just kind of got me thinking about that, basically. So, even just the semi-conscious marks I made got me thinking about, um, yeah, care and motherhood, and that um, then prompted the rest of the painting. So, that's what I quite I find really intriguing about painting for me. It it, it takes me in different directions but you know i can't plan it you know there's no planning in it really, um so that keeps it exciting for me
0: thanks for sharing all that yeah that's 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 really interesting and um and that's exciting for me too to talk about another one here um, which has a a very different palette and also a different sense of 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 humor I think in the title is "Matter is never a settled matter um You know, and I, I, that that, that's, that's this wonderful phrase and, um, and that kind of, I can take that so many places, but it strikes me also as, um, for me, the way I read that is it's, it's about, um, um, perception too, you know, what is matter? What, what's, what's, what's real? What's, what's faux, right? What's, what are we seeing that isn't really there? Um, that's an illusion. And, um, and, and of course, you know, then as I look at that painting, which, again seems to stand out from the rest i mean I, I suppose i could say this about um several of them but but the way everything moves to the edges in this and the palette um you know seems seems very different it seems uh, like a very um like a very special one i mean uh, can we talk a little mm. about this what is how do you feel about this particular work
1: yeah it's a funny one that one because um it's I really struggled with that one so sometimes the paintings can can be quite quick and come come about quite quickly and some of them can take you know weeks and weeks sometimes months sometimes years if I leave them and come back to them and that one was um kind of for some reason I just was struggling with it and it was going through many different changes and I think I was trying to push it in certain ways and it was it was pushing me in different ways and I was uh, we were pushing up against each other, I guess. And um I took that phrase, I have to thank Karen Barad for that phrase. She's um or they are uh, I don't know if you know their work, but um they wrote Meeting the Universe Halfway. Um and I haven't actually read that book, but I've listened to a lot of their lectures um on basically matter and <laughs> um you know they they're 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 into their scientists quantum field theory, but also into philosophy and um uh it's incredibly wonderful listening to how they explain um the way the the universe is made up and and all these things that we don't know about it and what we do know about it and how it makes us um yeah yeah uh, it just kind of it was fascinating so I like this idea that matter is never settled. Matter is um, is very true at like a subatomic um, level, which is what um, Karen was explaining, but it's also kind of true in, in everything that we do. You know, everything's in continual flux. Um, change is is the only constant, and I'm always really drawn to that idea, and for me, kind of painting reflects that, um, for me, because the process that uh, and how I paint is just always in this kind of um, fluid and flux fluctuating way, and even the you know the the texture and the medium of the paint itself is is allowing is is allowing for that to happen, and that painting just wouldn 't settle for me it was not there was something that wasn 't settled about it and so I just decided to stop at one point because um, I was just going to keep going over and over and over it. I thought I have to just stop and look at this one for a while, and uh, it was bothering me and it wasn't settling in my mind, and so that title just stuck with you know to it. <laughs> and uh, I quite like that it is—it's something that's—it's very ambiguous that painting, and and that's how it was for me when I was painting it.
0: And there's other paintings, of course, that are also ambiguous in that way. There's one more I wanted to discuss, and we really could go through all of them, but um, but I, I want to discuss one more before we go, and that one is Untitled. One of the few in the show that, that doesn't have a title, or, or not that I found, and, um, and it's, uh, of course, also an abstract work. And, you know, I mean, now I – as you talk about some of these and I read the titles – you know, there's a strange sort of human urge to sort of then see the title in it, right. Or to kind of project something on there. And in this one, of course, we don't have that. Um, It's untitled. And, um, and the, the, the brushwork is, and and palette is, is is similar to others. Um, But we don't know what this is. You know, to me, it looks almost like a bed. I'm still trying to read something into it as, as opposed to letting it be uh, what it is. Uh, Was that, partly why you titled it um, untitled. I'm I'm, I'm curious about that choice and and this work.
1: Um, I guess sometimes when I'm – the titles either come to me as I'm working on them or uh, just words and phrases pop up into my head. So I take lots of notes like most artists do when they're kind of in the studio and in a kind of flow. Um, And sometimes I'll take the titles from these these notes and – So sometimes I sign the titles later once I finish the painting or sometimes it's halfway through. But this one just wouldn't, there's nothing really speaking to me in terms of titles for that one. And I quite, I didn't want to force it. So sometimes, you know, you try and title a work and you might, and I should try to title it, but it just didn't feel right. So I didn't. So I was going on an intuitive thing with that. Um, not that exciting,
0: (laughs) but the, but the, but it's, it kind of connects to the whole process here, which is very intuitive, right? I mean, that that there's sometimes there's this layer of humor on top of it, or, or even almost a narrative Mm. in the last one where you're talking about matter or consciousness, I mean, Mm. in your own, in your own way or from your own sources, but, but also your, your process, is is entirely intuitive, right? you're not planning these works, you're not drawing them i mean that's that's part of the rub of of even like discussing these right is that these these come from um these are entirely intuitive almost right unplanned and coming from a place that that isn't uh literal or trying to tell a story or or present a message is that correct
1: uh I would say it's almost correct, so it's mostly that but I feel that if I don't have a like I can't just go and paint for painting's sake and just do it I feel like it kind of leaves me a bit hollow and so I feel somehow that when I do when I approach a body of work for a show I need to have some sort of substance behind it so I need to have some uh, research that I like to do you know re- reading around these topics that I'm really interested in um and thinking about them and that somehow kind of adds the sort of meat to the bones as it were and um if I just do if I just kind of go to the studio and, and paint any any old thing you know from from my um intuitive unconsciousness um it, it I can do that to sort of warm up or or just you know for 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 an exercise a light exercise or whatever but it doesn't quite do enough for me so there's something happening in i can't quite explain it myself either but there's something happening in the um bolstering the painting process by doing the the reading and the research and the thinking and you know do a little bit of writing as well just for myself and that kind of helps um So, and also there are some conscious marks, you know, I do kind of, I love, obviously I love looking at things and I do kind of take some things into my head and they come out in the studio. Um, So I might be approaching a painting thinking specifically of um, the shape of one of my plants at home, you know, that's really burned in my memory. Like I love the shape of, um, I've got a fishbone fishbone cactus at home and it's just Really, it's kind of comical looking. It's got these big curves, and I love all the shadows and the shapes in between the curves. And I can't stop looking at it. So that's going into my into my head, and it does come out on the canvas. Um, so yeah, it's like a bit a bit of a bit of both, um but mo- mostly a lot of it is mood, feeling, intu- intuition, memory. Um, And then, yeah, and then all this kind of research and thought behind it as well.
0: Amy, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, I want to ask you one more question, which is a little off topic, but what are you reading at the moment?
1: Uh, I have literally just finished um, Jane Bennett's Vibrant Matter, um, which took me a while. It's a short book, but I wanted to read through it thoroughly so I've just literally finished that and uh, uh, on my bedside table just to kind of counteract that I'm reading some Clarice Lispector's um, short stories Amy I want to thank you for talking
0: with me today I want to wish you well on the show for all the listeners it's running through the 14th of July at Margot Samuel Gallery and uh, again Amy thanks so much for your work
1: and your time well thank you very much for having me it was a real pleasure thank you
0: you're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.